Before we get into the episode, I want to share with you about my next retreat that I am hosting on Oahu, Hawaii from November 8th through 11th, Get Known, Get Noticed, Get Clients. Are you someone with a powerful message that you want to share with the world but feel held back by fear of public speaking? Do you need clarity around your message so that you can share it powerfully to attract soulmate clients? Are you looking for guidance on how to get your message seen and heard so that you can get known as an expert in your field? Join me this November on the island of Oahu to take your business to the next level through the power of public speaking. You'll get crystal clarity on your message and develop your core idea so that you can attract soulmate clients who are eager to work with you. Learn the energetics needed to show up fully in your power when you are in front of an audience, on live video, or even just having a difficult one-on-one conversation. Leave with a complete media kit, including headshots, social media photos, copy for your website, and core message so that you can get booked for paid speaking opportunities. But the best part is you'll be connected for life with a sisterhood of other powerful women who are on the same mission to make a positive impact in the world through public speaking. This is an exclusive retreat limited to 11 women and six spots have already been taken, which means there are only five spots left. You're not going to want to miss this experience because you are going to leave with everything that you need to make an impact and income with your message. You'll get practical application of speaking in front of a live audience and on live video. You'll receive everything you need to be media ready, including developing your core message, copy for your website, social media, as well as headshots and branding photos. You will also leave with the mindset and energetic practices needed to show up as a powerful speaker, even when you are feeling fear or anxiety around sharing your message. You will leave with the confidence needed to share your message in front of an audience, on live video, or in a one-on-one conversation. This is an all-inclusive retreat, meaning all meals, accommodations, guest speakers, and transformational workshops are included. Plus, if you sign up before September 30th, you will get additional bonuses valued at over $800, including one-on-one coaching with me to help you create a blueprint for getting paid speaking opportunities and scaling your business. Since I am committed to everyone walking away with massive results, you will need to apply to make sure the retreat is a good fit. If you're ready to get known for your message, get noticed for the impact you're making, and get clients so you can increase your income, then make sure to click the link in the show notes to apply. I can't wait to help you get known, get noticed, and get clients. Aloha, beautiful souls, and welcome back to the Uplifting Podcast. On this week's episode, I have the pleasure of speaking with Amanda King, who is a women's empowerment coach that has built her business to multiple six figures in less than a year. Her brand, Fierce as Fuck, empowers women to show up unapologetically as themselves. Amanda started her entrepreneurial journey after leaving her corporate job as a chef. She started her own dog care business and then got into network marketing. She quickly realized that network marketing was not right for her when she was being coached to show up as a carbon copy of every other coach on her team. She has built her six-figure business without paid ads, a website, email marketing, or sales funnels. In this episode, Amanda shares with us the story of finally deciding to launch her coaching business of January of 2019. We chat about the mindset shifts it took for her to scale her business so quickly. 
We also talk about the limiting beliefs that she has had to overcome to get to where she is today, as well as the ones that she continues to struggle with. Amanda shares with us her number one tip for new entrepreneurs who want to build a six-figure business. This is a powerful episode for anyone who is considering starting a business, just started a business, or even somebody who has been in business for years, because Amanda drops so many truth bombs that can apply at any stage of business. If you know someone who could benefit from listening to this episode, send them a text message right now with the link and be a hero in someone else's life today. Without further ado, let's get into my conversation with Amanda. Welcome to the Uplifting Podcast. I'm your host, Randy Lee, and I'm a business mindset coach, public speaker, world record holder, power lifter, and self-love advocate. I believe that there is so much power in owning and sharing our story, which is why on this podcast, I interview other powerful women about the challenges that they have overcome to be where they are today. My goal for this podcast is to create a safe space for all women to share their real, raw, and mostly unedited stories that will leave you empowered to live more authentically, openly, and freely. If you're looking to up-level your happiness, success, and fulfillment, then you've come to the right place. Look at this podcast as your weekly dose of personal development and mindset work to help you shift into your most uplifted self. Thank you so much for pressing play today. And now let's find out what's uplifting you today. Welcome back to the Uplifting Podcast. My guest today is Amanda King. Amanda is a women's empowerment and business coach who teaches women to step out of their fear and into six-figure sales. She teaches women how to grow their business organically without the use of sales funnels, websites, and email marketing. She began her coaching business in January 2019 and created a six-figure business in three months. Now she helps teach women to do the same. I am so excited to have you here. Welcome, Amanda. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So I've been following Amanda on social media. I think it's been maybe since you started your business in January, but it's just been so amazing to see your wins month after month. And I can't wait to get into all of the incredible things that you've accomplished. But I would love to just start with you sharing a story from your past that got you into the work that you're doing today as a women's empowerment and business coach. Um, Well, like we were discussing before, I actually have (laughs) a very interesting kind of past up into this point. I was in corporate America. I was a corporate pastry chef um, and I worked in the culinary industry for about six years and I walked away from it at the peak of my career because I was burnt out, stressed out and all of the things I never wanted to be. And I remember I remember sitting here thinking, oh my God, is this it? Is this the rest of my life? Is this what it's supposed to be? And when I walked out that day um, from my job, I knew that I could not just be in a job where I have a boss and where I'm being told what to do all the time and I have no say over my schedule or anything. And so I walked out and kind of started my journey of entrepreneurship by opening a dog care business, which is hysterical because it was like the bipolar opposite thing of what I was in. But I loved dogs so much. And I grew that business for about two years. And then um, I stepped into network marketing. (laughs) 
and did that for about a year, decided it was not me. And I think one of the biggest takeaways from network marketing was that I felt that they were trying to make me like everybody else. Like you have to do this in order to succeed. You have to be this way in order to succeed. You have to post the pictures with the drink and the shake, and you have to talk about this and do this in order to succeed. And I felt very stifled by that. And I felt stifled by the cold messaging and nothing felt in alignment. And it wasn't until like late of last year when I signed up with my first business coach, who was Jen Casey, the incredible freaking Jen Casey. And she started making me realize that there was another way, that there was something else that I could do that was more in alignment with me and my vision and what I wanted in life. And so I kept tiptoeing around the idea of doing it. And then finally took the leap of faith this this year in January of 2019. I announced to the world that at the time that I was a life coach, I didn't even know what an empowerment coach or a business coach was at that time, I was like, I'm just going to take messy inspired action. I'm going to show the fuck up and I'm going to tell everyone I'm a life coach and we're going to see how this goes. And it was just ever since has been pure freaking magic. That's amazing. What were some of, I mean, cause it just sounds so incredible, but I'm sure you've had some struggles along the way. What were some of those that you faced from going from network marketing to being a coach? Debilitating fear. <laughs> I was, I was so scared to just show up as myself. Because I think in general, it's in society, we're all told we're supposed to be like this specific type of woman. Like you're supposed to only talk about these subjects. You're only supposed to talk about these words. You're only supposed to be like this dainty, pretty, smiling, all of this things, like happy peppy person. And so being in network marketing and being told that I had to be this person I didn't feel aligned with, like I... I didn't know. And then at the same time, not knowing how not to be her, because for a year in my head, I drilled, I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to do this. And when I decided to become a coach, I was like, I don't want to be everybody else. I want to be myself. But that was the scariest thing in the entire world. Right. Because like, what if people don't like me? What if people are going to judge me? What if people are going to be like, she's loud, she's obnoxious, she swears too much, she moves too much, she's too in your face, all of this stuff. And it was like this debilitating fear of like, everyone's going to hate me. And, and, and I just sat in that fear for months at the end of 2018 until in December of 2018, like my bank accounts were in the negative. Like I, my money was gone. My dog care business had basically exploded in not such a great way. Network marketing wasn't working for me. And I was just sitting in fear and, and so afraid to show up as me. So afraid to just show up in general on my video, on the internet, and just finally stand in, in my own and speak my truth. And, and that fear just took over my entire life until I, I reached my worst fear, which was being broke. I never wanted to be broke. I never wanted not to have money. I never wanted to be at this state because I was 32. And I'm like, aren't I supposed to have my shit together by now? Like, I'm 32. I'm supposed to have it all. And I'm 32. And I'm calling my dad begging, like not begging, but asking for him to borrow some money so I can just pay my bills. And so it was like that moment where I was like, okay, am I going to sit in fear for the rest of my life? Or am I going to try to be rich? Like I can sit here and I can choose to sit in fear. I can choose to live every single day, paycheck to paycheck. I can choose to scrounge. I can choose to be this, or I can choose to step through the fear, show the fuck up and see what happens. And so that's what's ended up happening. I just chose to, to push through the fear to the best of my ability. 
Wow, that's incredible. So it was that moment of you reaching your like biggest fear, which was like being broke, mm-hmm. that pushed you to move out of the fear to show up as yourself. Yeah, for sure. And it's like right before then, about the six months prior to being broke, my dad had lived with us because he had lost his job. He couldn't get a job for like, I think it was 18 months and he had no money, like seriously, not a dollar to his name. And he was living with us because he couldn't afford his own place. And I was paying his bills and he was so defeated in that moment. And it wasn't for a lack of trying, like he was busting his ass, sending out job applications, nothing was biting. And I remember seeing him like, like that and being like, oh my God, I never want to feel like that. And then a few months later, that's exactly how I felt. And I was like, holy shit, this just happened. But at the same time, it was the worst month. Like all of December, I think I cried every single day in December. I think I like felt like I was going to throw up every day in September. I was terrified to look at my bank account in, in December, but it was the best, most freeing month of my life because when you face that ultimate like your worst fears and they they become your reality. It's like the only way I have to go is up at this point. And so it was freeing because I was like, well, here I am sitting in my literal worst nightmare and now I have nothing to lose. And so I'm going to show up like I have nothing to lose because it can't get any worse than this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's so amazing. And so what was January then like? Like what were the shifts that you had to make not just externally, like the doing, because I think a lot of times, right, we're all looking for the strategy and, you know, like, tell me what I need to do. Yeah. But I'm sure it was a lot of internal stuff that you had to shift within you to be able to start showing up to create the business that you've created. I mean, you said in th- in only three months, you created a six-figure business. So what were those shifts? Um, it was one embracing, like I I had to embrace my unique qualities and, and not become a carbon copy of every other coach out there. Because the, the biggest mistake I see new coaches making is they see one person successful and then they all start trying to copy their branding, their image, how they speak, their verbiage, everything. And so the first shift I had to have was like, I need to show up as me and people may not like me. People may not care for me. People may hate me, but you know what? People also might love me. People might also follow me. People might also want to get to know me more. So the benefit of the good needs to outweigh the bad. And I kind of had to stop in a way giving a fuck what everyone else thought, which was hard because I'm like such a people pleaser. I always have been. I joke that it's like middle child syndrome. And so it was just like finally sitting there and being like, okay, I don't care. I have to stop caring what Becky down the street is going to say. I have to stop caring that my grandmother is rolling her eyes during my videos. I have to stop caring that my dad gets pissed every time I say the word fuck. I have to just stop caring and just show up. And then I did. And then the second thing I would have to say is it's so funny because I only thought I was going to make about $8,000 my first year of coaching because you hear all of these big coaches like um, Lauren and Liz Love and everybody and they're, all, they're always like, my first year I made $8,000. My next year I made like $180,000 or something crazy like that. So I went into this year thinking, okay, Amanda, this is going to be a year where you're going to have to juggle your dog care business and launching your coaching business and you're probably not going to make money. So what's going to motivate you when the sales aren't coming in? 
And it was focusing on making an impact rather than focusing on making an income. So I showed up to my audience, like even if there was no one watching my videos, if there was no one commenting, I showed up like there are thousands of people on my videos. I showed up in my Facebook group the exact same way. I focused on cultivating relationships with the people in my group. I, I cultivated relationships with the people who watched my live videos. And my main focus was just making an impact on people's lives. And when you focus on impact, the income eventually comes. It's just we get so wrapped up in just focusing on the income that we forget that the whole reason that 99.9% of us start coaching is to help other people, to help them out of whatever they're facing and to become a better person just like we did. So focusing on the impact I was having rather than the income kept me going the entire time. And still to this day, when I start getting frustrated, if my sales aren't hitting where I want them to, or I'm just getting in my own head, I actually created, I call it an impact board And when I first started, anybody who wrote anything positive on my live videos, in my Facebook group, or on my posts, I took a screenshot of it, printed it out, cut it. I'm like a 90s arts and crafts kid. I love it. Um, And I posted it on a poster board so that every time I got frustrated and I felt like I was losing or going to throw in the towel, I went and I would just look at that board and see all of the impact that I was making. And it totally refocused my energy. And so those were the two big things that I think like really attributed to the success that I had right out the gate. Wow, that's amazing. And I love that impact board idea. Because I think that we often focus on the things that aren't going right or, you know, if things aren't showing up as quickly or, you know, if we get stuck in that comparison game. So I think that's a really tangible thing that we can do to remind us when we're, when I mean, those challenges come up that we're going to face in our business. And I know you have other practices that you do like on a regular basis that have helped stru- really keep you focused on your goals and and the wins that you have each month. Can you share some of those things that you do every month? Yeah, it's kind of funny. I, I, I create little rituals for myself almost just to keep myself really motivated. So one of the things I do is I have a vision board, which everyone typically has a vision board, but I also have what I call an accomplishment board. So anything that I put on my vision board that I accomplish for the year, I take off my vision board and put on a different board. So then not only do I see everything that I hope and that I dream, but I see everything that's becoming a reality right in front of my face as it's happening. I also do something called, it's um, a hindsight board. And I took Resolution Revolution with Melanie Ann Lair at the beginning of this year. And she had us do a hindsight board for 2018, which is basically looking back on the year and focusing on everything that you've accomplished rather than everything you haven't. Because we as a society focus so much on scarcity and lack that we totally brush over all of the small accomplishments we make year after year. So when she taught me that, I was like, I need to do this on a month to month basis because I get unmotivated very, very quickly. I'm just one of those people. And so at the end of each month, I take a giant calendar and I put post-its on it and I write down every little thing that I accomplished in life and business for that entire month. And like nothing is too small. And it, it just, at the end of the month, no matter what I didn't accomplish, it doesn't matter because I get to sit there and I get to look at everything that, that, 
just happened that month. Everything that I accomplished, all of my dreams, my visions that just came to reality. And so I end the month on a high note. Even if I don't make the sales I don't want to, even if I didn't sign the amount of clients I wanted to, or my program flopped, I end the month at holy shit, look how much shit I did this month. Look how much I accomplished. Look, I interviewed on this person's podcast. Oh my God, I got 10 new followers on Instagram. I made this amount of money in sales. I did this, I did that. Like I achieved something on my vision board and and I, and I enter the next month in such a high vibe state because I just get to, uh, like, I get to bask in my own accomplishments and, and it just, it takes away all of the stress, all of the worry. And it, and the next month I roll into in such a, a more positive manner in such a happier headspace that then the next month just tends to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's something I practice every single month and I teach it to my students and to my clients and like just seeing them do it as well is like the best thing I've ever seen. But yeah, I absolutely love doing it. And if you are someone who really does not like who just gets unmotivated very easily, sit down at the end of the month push away, throw away, burn everything that you didn't accomplish and focus on everything you did. Because no matter how shitty your month is, no matter how many times you may be listening to this and saying, I didn't accomplish anything. Trust me, there was something there that you did. You're just not seeing it. Yeah. And I think you can even look at the quote unquote failures and like, look at those as also wins. And like, what did I learn from that? What did I take away from that? Because I know even for my clients, Sometimes, because I always ask them, you know, on our calls, like, what were some wins? And sometimes they feel like it's hard to come up with wins if it's not, I signed this many clients or Mm -hmm. I made this amount of sales. But it's like, there's also, like you said, I maybe got this many followers or I got a message from this person that I made an impact on them. Mm -hmm. Like, those can be wins. It doesn't have to necessarily be you know, I signed this many clients and have this amount in my bank account. Because I think when we can focus on the bigger picture of how we're making an impact and the accomplishments that we're having, even if they aren't what we think they should be, I think that, like you said, puts us in a high vibe state. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, even on, it's not just sales and stuff. Like if I take some time off and like literally just, I do a social media kind of like, detox, I'll celebrate that. If I Yeah, take, it's so important. Yeah. If I take time off to spend with my family, that goes on my accomplishment board. If I if I take my niece and nephew to the zoo, that goes on my accomplishment board. It's not just about my business. It's what I'm accomplishing in life because life is more than money and sales and business. Life is about overall happiness. So it's like celebrate the things that if your business isn't exactly there yet, celebrate all of the abundance you have in life because you definitely have some. Yeah, 100%. And I think when you do that, it shifts your perspective and you're able to then attract more into your life that you want because you're at the higher vibration. You're open to receiving more than when you're just focusing. Like you said, like we do so much in society on the scarcity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, and it's hard to like, in a way we're brainwashed to, to to view life in that way. And it's so hard to just shut it down. And, but it's at the same time, the most powerful thing you can do. And I've had people that I try to teach this to, and literally they'll be like, 
I've accomplished nothing. And I'm like, no, but you have. You're just not seeing it. You are so focused on the lack and and the scarcity and all of the wrong that you can't even see the right, even though it's standing right in front of you, waving two red flags blowing a foghorn. Like it's there. You're just not seeing it because everyone tells you, hey, let's focus on all the things we don't have rather than all the things we do. It's like the same thing your entire life. What are you told to focus on? Your weaknesses. You're never, you're never really told to focus on your strengths. It's like, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Okay, well, here are your weaknesses. You need to fix this. And it's like when we actually start focusing on our strengths, that's where the magic happens and that's where the true power comes from. Stop focusing on everything you don't have. Stop focusing on all the lack, all of the scarcity, and just focus on what's in front of you, your strength, your power, because that's the most powerful thing you can harness right there in life and business. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that this is a, a issue we have, especially as women, is to feel like 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 we're like we're bragging or like we're coming across as conceited or like full of ourselves, mm-hmm. right? That we we try to dim our light, right? Especially if people in our lives maybe aren't going after the same sort of things, we often feel like we can't shine, right? Yes, that's so, so, so true. And it's like, you know, we sit here, it's the same thing with money, right? And I'm just, I'm someone who's always working with money triggers. It's one of my big things. And I was so afraid to celebrate money and to celebrate success because just like you said, so many people, especially society with women, it's like, you can't celebrate that. You're being conceited. You're selfish. Like, why are you bragging? Like, other people don't have that. And taking that, like, total lack of just like that, that bullshit that everyone feeds you and just being like, no, I deserve to celebrate my accomplishments. Like I work hard for this. I deserve to be able to say, yes, I accomplished this today. I signed up this client. I made this amount of money. My very first client, um, she paid in full for the program and I messaged my coach and I was like, Jen, I just had someone pay in full. Should I not tell people? Like, I want to do like a little post to celebrate her, but but I'm thinking I shouldn't. And she's like, well, why would you think that? I'm like, well, because I was told not to brag. And it's like, that's not bragging. That's celebrating something you accomplished. So like, fucking celebrate. Like every little thing you do, every penny, every dollar you make, every client you sell, every big, massive change you make in your life, celebrate the shit out of it and don't ever feel sorry about that. You, It's your God-given right to celebrate. So do it. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's something that I'm still working through because a few years ago when I I became the first woman from Hawaii to squat over 500 pounds mm-hmm. and I was celebrating the fuck out of it. Like I was telling everybody and I had a close friend tell me, you know, you're kind of um, coming across as like full of yourself. You should like <sighs> tone it down. And I just took that like so hard. And I just like, I mean, it's still with me today because it's, it was something where, because especially she was a close friend and I valued her opinion that I was like, wow, maybe I really am coming across that way. Like, I don't want to come across that way. And so I totally dimmed myself. So even now with my business, I feel like sometimes it's like, I should be celebrating. Like, why do I have this shame around it? But I think it's just so ingrained as women, especially, but also when we have those experiences, it can be so difficult to let go of them. So have you, do you have any 
tips for anyone who might be holding onto those things? Like, how can we release them? I think the best thing, and that's, that's kind of a loaded and hard question, right? Because it's like, they're so ingrained in us that even when we try to, and I remember the first time I celebrated, I posted and then I just sat there and I watched it and I was like, oh shit, is someone going to say something? Is someone going to be like, why are you like doing this? Is someone going to do this? And instead it was the complete opposite thing that happened. Like people were celebrating with me and then other people started celebrating their clients showing up and it was so powerful. And I, and I expected the worst and the best thing came from it. And I think that like a lot of this stuff, this baggage that we're holding onto, it just doesn't serve us. And, and we only want to bring things in the next day, the next year, the next month that we only want to bring things that serve us with it. So it's just like knowing that no matter who says what, you have every right to celebrate every single thing that you accomplish. Bragging, there's a there's a huge difference between celebrating and bragging, in my opinion. Like bragging is being outwardly obnoxious about it. It's almost like a pissing contest is what I think of when I think of bragging about something. But celebrating is just that. It's celebrating. We celebrate birthdays. We celebrate weddings. We celebrate parties. Why not celebrate ourselves? We deserve that same fanfare, that same pizzazz, that same energy as as a freaking party. Yeah, 100%. What are some other things that you see come up with your clients when it comes to putting themselves out there and like really stepping into their power? It's fear is always the one and it's always fear of being judged. And the worst thing, and it always breaks my heart and it always happens is when a client starts stepping into her power, she, people stop following her. Like I have one client who was just torn up because she started, she wants to be a life coach. So she started doing live videos. She starts posting about it. She's doing so well. She's making such good progress. And then she finds out her best friend blocks her, like totally unfriends her, totally blocks her. And the only reason she found out was because she was trying to look for the best friend's profile to look at her like family photos and realize she couldn't access it. So she had to go to her husband's and realize he could access it. So then she realized she was blocked. And that broke her freaking heart. And I think that is such a huge fear of so many women who are stepping into their power is if I step into my power, sometimes I'm going to outshine other people. And now people aren't going to want to be friends with me. People aren't going to want to follow me. People aren't going to want to like do anything with me. But at the same time, those people aren't your people. And when you step into your power, you find out who your true people are, whether it's who your true friends are, family are, any of that. You find them by stepping into your power because the people who truly love you, support you, want to be in your life will literally support you no matter what. I've been a wearer of many hats, a jack of all trades or whatever the hell analogy you're going to use for it. And each time I've tried tried something new, I've lost people and I've gained people. So I keep the people that just, they, they love me. They support me. I could go streaking down the street and they'd be on the side of the street going, go freaking Amanda. I keep those people in my life rather than focusing on all of the people that I lose because I have lost people. I have a very diverse background. I come from the culinary field and 
I did love it, but everyone's kind of an asshole. So I knew that once I came out as a life coach, people were going to scoff. People were going to make fun of me. People were going to be like, oh my God, this girl. And you know what? It did happen. It didn't happen to my face, but I knew it happened behind my back. But when I hit the success that I did, let me tell you, they were the number one people who reached out to me. Oh my God, I can't believe what you're doing. How are you doing this? Can you teach me to do the same thing? So never, never dim your light or not step into your power because of what other people are going to think. You're not going to be everybody's cup of tea, but you will find the people who will drink you up. So don't ever be ashamed to just be you and like be fully you and disregard what other people who don't want you to be you feel. And, And that sounds kind of harsh, but it's not about them. It's about you. It's about your journey. It's about your soul. It's about your passion. So follow your path. And eventually people may get on your boat. They may not, but you're the captain. So steer the sheep. Yeah. I resonate with that a hundred percent. That was, that's really what happens. I think for everybody who's stepping into their power is, you know, you're going to need to let go of those people who aren't going to support you, aren't going to have your back so that you can make space for the people who will. And I think the more that we can really be our authentic self, I know for me, it gave me that freedom of knowing the people who are in my life are really my people because I'm, I'm, I'm being myself. I'm talking about my business. I'm talking about my struggles about, you know, I'm being real. And so if you have my back, if you're in my life, then I know that you're my person because I think when we try to show up as somebody else too, I know for myself, that's, kind of why I lost a lot of people was because before I wasn't really being my true self. Yeah, for sure. And like people can, people can sense when you're not being authentic. And I know everyone throws that freaking word around. Like it's like yesterday's trash, but like when you show up and people can feel that almost phoniness, that fakeness, like they, you show up and people are like, who the hell is this? This isn't the Amanda I know. This isn't the Randy I know. Like who the frick is this? People sense that and people that that make that turns people off from you more than you showing up in your power ever will. Like you show up as your true authentic self People are going to love you. It's going to happen. Not everyone's going to hate you, but if you show up as some carbon copy creation of someone else, and if you show up phony and inauthentic, people are going to sense that energy and that's going to get people running to the hills. They, they want to get away from you as far as possible. I know that that's for me when I started my business, I... I kind of was doing that. It was like, I thought, okay, well, I need to do this because that's what's, you know, so-and-so's doing and I need to try to do it, you know, like this way. And then I'm like, wait, but none of that really feels like how I want to do it. So, and I, I wasn't making any money, but then once I shifted into, okay, how do I want to show up? How do I really want to talk to my people? That's how, that's when everything shifted for me. So I think, I mean, for me, that's my biggest tip to people is like really just show up as yourself because that's when you're in your power and that's going to be how you attract the people who are your people. What would be your biggest tip for new or aspiring entrepreneurs or coaches to be able to get to where you have in such a short amount of time? I, I I think the biggest thing is like, and I say this all the time and I may sound like a broken record, but it's just being 
you. There's so much power inside of you as an individual human being. God made each and every single one of us differently for a reason. He didn't make us all the same. We all are blonde hair, blue eyed, 110 pounds with big breasts. Like we're all different. And 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 we need to embrace these unique qualities that that some people may consider weird that some people may consider almost your quirks, right? The things that people are telling you, well, maybe you should hide that. Maybe you should be a little bit more quiet. Maybe you shouldn't swear so much. Those are the things that make you you. And so when in, when you like fly your freak flag and don't give a fuck about it, that's power. That's what makes people stop in their seats and be like, holy shit. I want to be like her because she is her. She is 100% her. She's not trying to be everybody else. And I think when I entered the, the realm of coaching, I was so completely bipolar opposite of every coach. Like every coach is, a lot of coaches are very soft toned. They're very relaxed. They're very, they're very calm. And I am like this goddamn freight train that comes and hits you in the face. But I thought, I think it, it was, it was just the right the, it's what people needed. It's it's what what had to happen in the coaching realm is we had to have someone come in like a freight train. So find your freight train and come in like full blown, full like fledged force going forward and 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 disregard what other people are going to say because people tell me I'm way too loud. People tell me I swear too much. People tell me I ramble. People pick me apart, but I don't show up for them. So I don't give two fucks. I show up for the people who need to hear this message for the people who need to hear me, the people who need to be empowered and motivated and inspired. I show up for my people. And so people are going to pick you apart a little when you show up as uniquely you as you are. But let me tell you, there's no greater power in the entire world than that. And that's when you're in your queen energy, you know, that's you're focused on your people. You're not focused on getting the approval and the validation from others. You're just showing up for your people. So I think that's really powerful. So what are some limiting beliefs or things that you are currently working on? Because I think sometimes people can see you and be like, oh my God, she just has it all together. And like her life is amazing. And I'm sure that there are still some things that you're currently working on. Oh my God. Yeah, girl, I'm a hot mess. Um, <laughs> my biggest thing, and I'm very open about this too, is I am a big money triggers person. Um, money is one of the limiting, I have so many limiting beliefs as far as money goes. And it's been kind of a huge mind fuck um, <laughs> in my coaching world compared to my corporate America. Because in like corporate America, I believed you had to literally break your body in order to make good money. And at the highest point in my game, I was working 12 plus hours, sometimes up to 16 hours a day, sometimes up to seven days a week, bone breaking labor over a stove, over a freaking table, kneading, rolling, punching, frosting, doing all of the things. And so when I became a coach and things just felt easy. I wasn't running from point A to point B every three seconds. I wasn't in this big, busy hustle. It was more of a laid back. <laughs> it was more of a laid back atmosphere and the money was still coming. That blew 
my mind. And so when I started coaching, I thought I had to go full throttle like I did in the culinary industry. So I was running course after course after course. I was trying to book as many one-on-one clients as possible um, because I thought I had to be busy in order to make money. And it wasn't until I literally stopped that and pulled back and just stopped focusing on making myself have to work 10 hours a day, 12 hours a day in order to seem like to have some validation that I was busy. The moment I let that limiting belief go was the moment my sales just took the fuck off. Like they flew and I was so much happier with it. But like, I don't have all of the answers and I'm very open about that. I have triggers I work with all of the time. I have money triggers. Sometimes I have self-doubt triggers. I mean, every single time I go through an up level, it's kind of like getting smacked in the face with a shovel (laughs) over and over again, but you just keep asking for more because you know on the other side, it's going to be phenomenal. But every time I go through an up level, it's just, I get nailed with different limiting beliefs and every income level you, you increase. It's like there's more limiting beliefs. There's more fear. You just learn to navigate them better. And so instead of letting the fear debilitate me and the limiting beliefs debilitate me like I did last year, I still feel them. I just push through them. I get uncomfortable. And that's exactly what it is. It's just getting in the nitty gritty uncomfortableness and and sitting in it and sitting in it long enough to where you're just done and you can push through it that I think is the biggest and most powerful thing but I yeah I'm a hot mess just like everyone else I have I have my limiting beliefs I have my triggers I just push through them anyway yeah I think that's the key difference is we all have them it's just are you going to allow them to hold you back or are you just going to keep on moving forward? So what are some things you do on a daily basis to help you with your mindset or to grow your business or both? Well, to help with mindset, I really, I kind of had to um, go through and unfollow certain coaches and certain people in my newsfeed, not only coaches, certain family members, certain friends, certain other people in business. Um, I had to unfollow them because the negativity that was coming from my social media was really fucking with my brain. Like I come from like, I am bipolar opposite of my family. Like I come from a very conservative family and I'm a very much like liberal out there type of person. So like I had to literally unfollow pretty much 95% of my family on Facebook because every single day reading the same like terrible posts over and over again were completely fucking with me mentally. Same thing with coaches who tend to like shit on other coaches or or end up posting posts where they're like making fun of other coaches or making fun of other people in business. Like I unfollow it because my energy is so important that I don't want to waste it going down the rabbit hole of negativity. So I try to like really limit the negative amount of information that I receive in one day. Like as terrible as this is, I don't watch the news. Like any news I get, it's filtered through my fiance because I'm like, I don't want to hear it. Um, Just tell me the good stuff. And so I try to keep in a high vibe state as much as possible. And as far as business practices, I really love 
live video. I'm a huge component of live video. I've gone live every single day since January 20th on Facebook. Um, every single day since January 1st, I did a month on Instagram. Um, and I absolutely love it. So it's something I do that brings me joy. It brings me happiness and it brings me sales. And so I do the things that bring me joy more than I do the things that don't. And so if I love live video, I'm going to show up on live video all the time. If I love talking to the women in my close Facebook group, which is one of my favorite things to do, I go in and I talk to them and I celebrate with them and I find out what's going on with them. And I only do things that serve me rather than focusing on doing it all. If there are things that I don't like, I started outsourcing, which was a whole other beast when that started coming on and letting control of like my business go a little, but like things that do not make me happy, I no longer do. And at the beginning of your business, you'll have to do it all. But the second you are starting to make some income, you're making money. If there are things in your business that you absolutely hate, feel free to outsource them. Because let me tell you, your life and your business will get so much better when you're not boggled down by those things that just make you miserable. Yeah, I can totally agree with that. That's been happening for me as well. And it's been definitely like, okay letting go of when you are in the beginning doing everything to like, okay, now I'm going to actually pass this off. That's a struggle in itself, but it definitely opens up just so much more freedom and joy. And you can really focus on the things that bring you happiness in your business instead of like, oh, I have to do this because I have to do this. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, I had so much fear, one of letting go control because I'm a control freak. Um, and two, the money aspect of it. Cause once again, money triggers. And so I was like, oh my God, I'm paying so much money for graphic design. I could do this by myself. I could, I could sit here for six hours and do something that'll take this woman 20 minutes to do. Um, and I will hate every single thing of it. I will go back and I will redo it six more hours. And it was, it was the idea of, oh my God, I'm paying so much money when I could do this myself. But at the same time, the way I worked through that trigger was every single time I paid for a service that related to my business, whether it's because I outsource graphic design. Um, I have a social media manager that helps like edit all of my videos and everything. And those things cost money. And when I, when I started paying for these things, I would always say to myself, I'd say, I am spending this now, but it's going to come back tenfold. This money will come back to me tenfold. And that made me feel so much better about spending that money, just thinking about how much money I was going to make in return from investing in myself and investing in my business. And so every single time I spend money and I get that like really gut-wrenching, like, holy fuck, this is a lot of money for this. I stop and I say, this is going to come back to me tenfold because I'm going to be able to focus on everything I love to do rather than everything I hate. I'm going to be able to do more stuff creatively. I'm going to be able to show up more. I'm going to be able to talk to my people more rather than being stuck behind a computer for six hours working on a graphic that eventually I'm going to hate anyway. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. I love that. It's really about setting that intention behind like why you're doing it. It's because it's going, it's going to come back to you. It's going to set you up more time to actually do the things that bring you joy and that connect you with your audience. So thank you for sharing that. And before I get to the last question, is there anything you wish I would have asked you or a final message that you would like to leave with my audience? No, I actually really love this interview. I thought all of your questions were, were really good and really spot on. And I think that just, new coaches need to know that like 
I and and I think the biggest thing is people think I'm an overnight success. And that that bothers me when people say that because I'm not an overnight success. Everyone is just seeing from January until today. No one saw me for the last two years struggling my ass off to get to this point in life. So new coaches, when you see other coaches who are extremely successful and they're extremely successful very fast, don't ever try to compare yourself to them because you're just seeing their success in the limelight now. You didn't see the 6,432 failures they had that reached them to that level of success. So don't get so caught up in being like, oh my God, why am I not making a 10K month my first month? It will happen with time. Don't focus on them. Sometimes it takes a couple flops to get something truly beautiful. Yeah, 100% because- everybody's journey looks different. And it just goes back to like not comparing yourself because your journey doesn't have to look like mine or yours or, you know, Lauren and Liz love or whoever the coaches that you're looking up to. Yeah. I know that I got stuck in that space getting started, but we don't know, like all we're seeing is it's just a reminder of what social media is. And <laughs> we're just seeing the highlights often and not getting the full picture. So thank you for that powerful reminder the last question that I ask all my guests is related to taking taking action because I think that while listening to these podcasts and watching the live videos are super powerful, we have to take action to actually integrate those things into our lives. So what would be three action steps that my audience could take today to live a more uplifted life? Ooh, that's a really good question. And I love that because I'm all about like, messy inspired action and implementing. So I would say the first thing to do as far as business wise is figure out a way to show up on social media that feels authentic to you. So if that's live video, great. A lot of people are really afraid of live video, but I think it's such a strong tool in in getting and growing an audience. And so if you haven't jumped on a live video, try it out. It's going to be terrifying. You're going to feel like you're going to shit your pants before. Your first video is going to be terrible. Mine was. But remember, it's like riding a bike. The more practice you get with live video, the better you become with live video. We all don't just walk into something and are just naturally amazing at it. It takes time and it takes practice. So jump on a live video so your audience can see you because a post is beautiful and a blog is beautiful, but nothing showcases you more than literally people watching you and being able to ask you questions and engage with you and interact with you and to see you in your natural element, which is being you. And a post can't really Relate that connection. A post can't connect you or build your audience as fast as a live video can. So the first thing, like go jump on a live video, no matter how scared you are, just do it. And then number two is always show up in your business like a six-figure earner. And what I mean by that is show up like you already have $100,000 in the bank. Show up like you have 100,000 people on every live video, every challenge, every course. If you only sell one seat for in your course, show up like you sold 100. Because when you show up in that type of energy, people take notice and people jump on board. You don't 
literally have to have the money to embody the six-figure version of yourself. So think about what the six-figure version of yourself looks like. How does she talk? How does she hold herself? What it, how does she, what does she speak about? And start embodying her even though the money's not in the bank. Because when you do that, when you embody something, it becomes into existence, right? This is all about manifesting. You manifest what you want to become. So become her before there's a dollar in the bank. And I promise you, the money will flow. And then the third thing I would have to say is make sure you're using your closed Facebook group as a community rather than a cash cow. And I and I see this mistake a lot with coaches. And I even made this mistake at the beginning when I first started opening my close Facebook group was I was just trying to sell to them all the time. So I would write the inspirational post with the cute picture on there and I would get zilcho engagement. No one would talk. No one would comment. I'd get maybe one or two likes. And it wasn't until I started asking my group questions that the engagement went through the roof. And I'll never forget the day. It was one stupid little post that was, what? It's Sunday. What is your intention for the week? And every single person in the group commented. And it blew my mind because I was like, oh my God, this is huge. One, my closed Facebook group, it's not about me. It's about my people. So I need to stop making it all about me and start making it all about them. And then when I made it all about them, I got to know them. I knew my closed Facebook group so well. My 15K launch I had was with a group of, I think, 118 people. It was a tiny ass closed Facebook group, but I knew all of the women in there. I knew Faye was a mother of five. I know her daughter is going into high school. I knew Mary had two new Funlands and that she was a Tom Brady fan. I knew that Sarah Howard um, was married and that she owned her own farm and that she had two dogs. Like I knew everything about these women. And I think when, when you treat people, well, I know when you treat people like people rather than just sales, it's magic. People don't want to be sold to. People want to be heard. People want to be respected. So when you do that, the sales naturally come. So stop treating your group like a cash cow and start treating your group, like, you know, these people face to face in your realm, like you'd walk up to them and you'd say hello to them rather than using the computer screen to kind of like decompartmentalize you being with them, treat them like they're human beings and the money will come. Yeah, I love that so much. And I'm glad that you brought that up because I think that goes not just for your closed Facebook group, but for how you're showing up in social media in general, you know, I think so often we're looking for like we're looking at our followers as like dollar signs, right? Instead of like as actual, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like that's actually a person. That's a human being, not, you know, like the sales will come when you actually treat them and show up like those numbers, like the likes that you're getting, the followers that you have, like those are human beings, not just dollar signs. Yeah. And I've seen people who literally like my group was so tiny with the amount of success. I mean, my group is still small by what you would call. I have like 713 people in my group. That's not a super huge group. That's not 20,000, but the engagements through the damn roof because I treat them like people. And there are people who have groups of literal thousands of people and they can't make a sale. 
And that's because all they're doing is selling, 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 rather than getting to know their people. They're like, oh no, I'm here. I'm going to throw this offer at you and then I'm going to run away. It's just such an important reminder that, you know, the number of followers you have, the number of likes, all of those things, those don't bring you sales. It's the relationships that you build with people. So thank you so much for being here and for sharing your story and your expertise and your wisdom with all of my listeners just so freely. So where can everybody follow you, you know, learn more about you, all the things. So thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Um, I love podcasts. They're my favorite. Um, I do not have a website. Um, I, I don't use a website. I'll eventually get one, but right now I don't. So the best way to find me is I have a closed Facebook group. It is called Fierce as Fuck. It's F asterisk, like the little asterisk UK, not UK. Oh my God. F asterisk CK. It's Fierce as Fuck. It's my community. It's incredible. You can also find my podcast. It's the same name, Fierce as Fuck. I'm very, or you can find me on Instagram and it's at Fierce Fierce as fuck. Fuck is spelled out. Tribe. I just said fuck like eight times in that one sentence. <laughs> That's okay. That's why this has an explicit rating. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, they're going to be like, wow, she didn't swear that much. But in the last minute and a half, she drops some F-bombs. So <laughs> funny. I love it. But it's your brand. I just love it so much because you are fierce as fuck. So thank you so much for being here and for bringing your fierceness. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for sharing a piece of your day with me. If you loved this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss one. If this episode really resonated with you, it would mean so much to me if you screenshot and share it with your friends and family or share it on your Instagram story. You can also rate and review the podcast on iTunes, which helps me spread the message and get the podcast heard by more people. For more self-love and powerlifting inspiration, come follow me on Instagram or join my private Facebook group, Self Love School. The links are in the show notes. And until next time, stay uplifted.